Hi, and welcome to MBA Ladies, a podcast by women about the MBA and business experience. I'm Nora. And I'm Emily, and we're your hosts. Today we're going to be talking about how women often volunteer or ask to volunteer to do various tasks that don't lead to promotions. But first, we'd like to take a moment just to thank our listeners and really just to recognize that we appreciate all of you for just taking the time to listen to what we have to say and being a part of our podcast. It's really been touching just to have different classmates and listeners reach out and express their gratitude or how they've gone through a similar experience. It really makes doing this podcast feel like we're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, it's so awesome to like, whether, you know, fellow classmates that we know really well, or we've only met once or twice who like personally reached out to us, whether it be exactly Nora and I and texting us or, you know, going on Slack or going on our social media, just, you know, it's been really awesome to see all the support. We just, as of the time of the recording this, we just hit 200 plays from Owen as well as all over the world which is crazy to say and we're just really appreciative of it guys thank you so much yeah this feels pretty great so yeah. keep listening yeah keep listening it's it's only an uphill from here right like so uh. um it feels like it's been going on for a century but we finally got the results of the election yes <laughs> so we released our episode two what on friday we're recording now on monday so we found out two days ago which i felt like it was very anticlimactic because everybody just yeah. like checked i was on a hike i was like <laughs> oh and somebody looked down at their phone and they're like i think they called it yeah. <laughs> it's just very like of course the one time you're not looking at your phone and like watching the news it it yep. came up so yeah. Um, somebody just like looked over at me and they were like, hey, I think we have a new president. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah, crazy. And the craziest thing, I think no matter what political party you're affiliated with or who you voted for or if you even voted at all, I think it's really cool to note, especially on this podcast, that we do have, you know, the newest, highest ranking woman in the nation's 244 years of existence, Kamala Harris, who is going to be our VP elect. Yeah. So that's just crazy. She's set so many records, which is awesome. And I don't know, I feel like I've heard from a lot of fellow women just seeing, you know, just seeing that, whether, you know, they're two years old or 90 years old, seeing that happen, especially the fact that we, you know, hit that milestone pretty recently of the hundred years of the suffrage movement and all of that is pretty, pretty emotional. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just different when you like see someone that, you know, you can relate to and put yourself in that person's shoes. Like it's just, Definitely. it's just different. Like, you know, and I, I think that's really easy for some of us to forget that. Yeah. We oftentimes can relate to a lot of people that are in leadership. Definitely. Definitely. But so, yay. Yeah, good stuff. You go, girl. <laughs> so, I guess, yeah, we'll dive right into our topic. So, this topic today is, um, like we said before, how women are often, often volunteer or ask to volunteer to do various tasks that don't lead to promotions. And I was kind of thinking about this recently because I was talking to my LDP coach. So, here at Vanderbilt, for those of you who are not from Vanderbilt, we have this thing called a leadership development 
what does the P stand for? Leadership Program. Development. Program. Yes, thank you, Nora. <laughs> I should know that. Um, and so you are paired with a leadership coach and you talk about like different things you want to work on and you have to take this big old assessment called the Hogan assessment and it like tells you your strengths and your weaknesses and it's basically like a big therapy session. I don't know if you've had yeah. yours yet. <laughs> I haven't had uh, my executive coach meeting yet. I have it on Friday. Okay. But I've, I've heard that it's pretty therapeutic. It's, it's good and it brings out stuff I think that you know you don't even realize that you do um, and so something I was talking about with my executive coach was how I felt a lot in business school, how I've seen women kind of, you know, assume to take certain roles that don't really, you know, relate to their grade in the long run, such as setting Zoom meetings or taking notes in the meeting and things like that. And she really recommended this um, article to me and I'll link it. Um, we'll either have it on our social media or we'll have it in the description of this podcast episode, depending on where you're listening. But it's by the Harvard Business Review and it's called Why Women Volunteer for tasks that don't lead to promotions by Linda Babcock, Maria P. Recolade, I'm sorry, Maria, if I'm mispronouncing that, and Lise Vesterlund. And so basically this article is talking about how women are often told to volunteer or volunteer for things that don't lead to promotions in their lives. So for example, they are asked to do like holiday parties, which is something that's really fun and everybody enjoys. And they might come up to you and say, that was really awesome. But in the long run, that's not going to lead to a promotion. And so I just thought it was a very, very interesting read. Yeah. I, I remember talking to you about this um, earlier this year which it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but <laughs> I guess I can say that. Um, so I remember we were talking about a student just saying that, you know, she's a woman and she's been just like, you know, she feels like she has to lead the group in terms of creating the Zoom meetings for everyone to get together or, you know, taking the notes or creating the PowerPoint, just like doing a lot of like note taking. And somebody told her that that wasn't so much a, a leadership role, but more of secretary duties and so mm. that just kind of hit home because yeah. oftentimes like I'll volunteer to do it because there's that silence of like nobody's saying they want to take notes or start whatever assignment and so I've really took like taken that to heart and realized that that's not always the leadership mentality it's almost I don't even know how to describe it, but it just feels like I felt that I've had to assume that role because nobody else wants to do it, so I just volunteer to do it. Yeah. Hearing uh, someone else say, oh, so you're the secretary. Mm -hmm. And at first it's like you're offended, like, um, no, I'm leading this. I'm, you know, I'm getting the team together. If we didn't meet, we wouldn't be getting a grade period. Like, right. but then you think about it and it's like, dang, like that's a harsh reality. Like, because yeah. it is in a lot of cases, like you're assumed to do the secretary role and you're assumed to like, you know, do all the little bits and pieces. But at the end of the day, like it doesn't lead to anything. I think that really reminds me of in uh, college, I was in this group for like a marketing class or something. And we were presenting to like a real client was what like a nonprofit or something. And there was one guy who he was great guy really fun to be around but he like didn't put that much work in for a long time it was one of those like semester long projects where we had like checkpoints every i don't know month or so and we'd present to the class and the professor would give us feedback 
And so he just like wouldn't put in that much work. But when he presented, he was like amazing. Like he was so great. The teacher called like said that he just was so relaxed and she would always point out and say like, this is how you need to present. This is like, he is on it. And so it was just really tough because I was like, well, I mean, this other girl in the group, we're doing everything. We're putting the PowerPoint together. We're saying when to meet, we're, we're communicating when this guy can't make it and this guy can like what the other person missed. And so it was really hard to, to see that. And luckily, like, you know, throughout that experience throughout the course of the semester, I think one of the girls just had enough and like, at a party, she like told him she was like, had some liquid courage in her and was like, you need to pull your weight. And I think he like, it, he took it to heart because he didn't even realize but it was one yeah. of those. So by the end of the semester, like, he pulled his weight. And I think we ended up we were competing against like two or three other teams in the class who was presenting. And the client ended up picking our thing, which is awesome. But I think it was one of those things that he didn't even know for a while. Like, mm -hmm. he he just was like, Oh, I'm putting in the work that I think I need to put in. And it's like, no, wait a second, we've been putting in a lot of work too. And yeah. you you just are an amazing presenter so it looks like you've done all this work but and you're getting the reward for it but we've actually been putting in a lot of stuff so let's all you know use our combined efforts and it ended up working out in the end so yeah and I think I think the big thing to note is like those tasks like are often like unrecognized and thankless yeah. and so like I, I can only imagine like how frustrated you probably were and I can uh, definitely relate to that experience and I think that maybe our male counterparts don't even realize that like these like tasks are, are almost expected of us and like by males not actively taking part in them and like you know relieving that expectation from women like it's just continuing that trend and so like exactly. I don't know, like, I didn't come to MBA school to be a secretary. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Exactly. And I think that's something that this article mentioned, kind of jumping ahead here, was that it wasn't necessarily the role of for women to, you know, not raise their hand and volunteer or decline, but it was, you know, in office settings to have, you know, management make sure that it's everything's being distributed equally and that it's not just, you know, women focused here. You mentioned the office, Nora, yeah. in regards to this. Because <laughs> Emily, okay, so backstory here a little. So Emily's like, yeah, we should definitely talk about the office and like but then she said and like personal settings and I was like oh so you don't mean the <laughs> office like the show not that one like the general office right right but in reference to the office so this is kind of just like an anecdote here but so a lot of times like the party planning committee was oh, oh I don't think there was ever a time when any of the the male character. I think you're right. I think there was maybe one time when a guy tried to get involved and it was just like no but it was all what it was Angela Pam, for sure. Um, the girl that left. Oh, now I feel like I'm in trivia. I'm not very good at trivia. <laughs> Which girl who left? The one that dated Jim, but then. Oh, um, she's in Parks and Rec too. Yes. Oh yeah, I and then. Compared to her, I don't know. Are you really? <laughs> Anne. No, she's Anne in Parks and Rec. She's not <laughs> Anne in the office. Y'all know who we mean. Yeah, I think that even in, I mean, obviously The Office is a satirical show where, right. you know, you get characters like Michael Scott that in today's world would not last two seconds and it would just, you know, is an HR nightmare. Yes. Um, but I think, you know, it's very true, like, even in media, you see women are often, like, they're the ones who are still planning the parties or whatever, like, right. in charge of that. Yeah, I, I definitely think that it's, it's a societal expectation. It's, mm -hmm. it's like one of those expectations that kind of just, they're not spoken, but we just 
we assume them because it's what we see and it's like what has been trending for years like exactly. years. so i would just encourage other students to maybe you know maybe you didn't realize that some of your your female classmates were making the zoom meetings or taking the notes but like i would just encourage you to be the presenter or to yeah to take that initiative. So Nora and I are in a couple classes together and this mod we're in um, one class together where you know occasionally we'll have you know like the professor will split us up into groups and it's a random and we discuss something and then we have one person go up to the front and say what they found or whatever what their group talked about and there was one day in class where again Vanderbilt's women to men ratio is kind of low um, as many MBA programs are and what is it it's like 32. 32%, got it down, <laughs> 32%, so less than a third, barely less than a third, we'll, we'll round up, we'll say it's a third of women um, compared to two-thirds men, and so, you know, statistically wise, if you're placed in a group at random, women are going to be the minority, right? But it was one of those things that one day in class, I, I know I noticed, and a couple other women made comments about it, where somebody said, did you is anybody noticing that only women are going up? And it was true. Like every single group that had a woman in it, which was most groups, I think there was maybe one group that had an all-male group and mm -hmm. that was the only one that went up that was a male. Um, but all the other groups were all women who went up and presented. Yeah. And so it was one of those things that I think, again, women notice more because it's you're looking for people like you. It's kind of one of those things where you're like, hmm, wait a second, where somebody else might not even know. Right. Um, but that was something, a commonality, and I think that relates right back to this topic and this article of how, you know, presenting for your group, yes, you need it to get done so that you can get the participation points for the day and call it a day or whatever, but it's not detrimental to your grade. Like, you're not going to make or break something if you don't go up and present. Right. And so for me, like we had that same class again and we were broken up again into groups and in this time my group was half men and half women, just split right down the middle, which is not that common actually. Um, and so we were figuring out who was going to present and we decided three different people are going to present and two women volunteered and there was like this awkward silence of like, who's going to raise, and you know, you have to like not make eye contact or look busy or whatever, like play, play the nose game, nose goes kind of thing. My favorite. Oh yeah. We have been in a couple of groups where you're like, nose goes. <laughs> That's yes. so true. I mean, it's effective. Even it even now in a grad program, yes. from from kindergarten, yeah, from kindergarten to here, you respect the rules of the nose game. Nose goes, <laughs> yeah, nose game. <laughs> but it was one of those things where, for me, I've you know been a lot more like cognizant and aware of that role and how I'm often the person who volunteers and I you know just sat there in awkward silence and it was so hard Nora like because it was just that awkward silence yeah. where you're like I don't I don't like this but you know I just ended up not saying anything and eventually a guy volunteered the presentation was great and whatever but it was one of those things where I feel like I actively have to do this and for a long time I thought it was just me too where I was like mm -hmm. oh I'm the type A personality where I feel like I have to you know set the meeting or do whatever but I feel like a lot of women generalizing um, are falling into like these kind of roles just stereotypically and people saying oh well you're good at planning the parties or you're such your handwriting is so beautiful oh, why I've don't you take the so notes my handwriting sucks y'all are lying <laughs> And, like, I do want to, like, take note of um, the fact that, like, there there definitely are men that do, like, they are excited to, like, take notes or, like, be the one that speaks for the group. And I'm not saying that there aren't guys in our class that don't 
take the initiative they're more of i really love this like exception rule mm -hmm. analysis i think that they're more of the exception not the standard and so in my group there was a guy that that spoke up and he did a great job but i i think just so that we don't come off that we're saying like you know guys suck here we're just saying sure. that there's like a, a generalization that women tend to be the ones that are yeah speaking up when it's a presentation that's like off the cuff or when it's you know you're writing something just to take notes or there just there tends to be a, a trend yeah and that's something kind of referencing episode two where again like we have a lot of men who are wanting to make that change here at you know owen specifically and i'm sure throughout the world and it's so refreshing again to see and saying here's this issue and like here's something we're struggling with and men again saying oh my gosh i had no idea thank you so much for letting me know i will be more aware of that because i think it also could just be like you know just who can wait out the awkward silence yeah. the most and like guys don't even realize like oh it's the female like it's not done with malicious intent sure. it's just kind of the default you right. know right and I, yeah, and I think that I hate that cringy feeling of, like, waiting out the silence, oh, yeah. so I'm, like, the first one to be like, okay, like, I'll do it. Yeah. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting stronger. My bones are going to wait <laughs> out. <laughs> We're, um, there's another professor in Bantu that everybody has to take, and he really likes it when we ask questions, and if we don't, he's like, I'm gonna wait here until we ask a question, and those are the worst, where you're like, I feel like I need to save the class and raise my hand and ask a question I already know the answer right. to. Literally, I won't even have, like, read any of the readings, I don't even understand anything, and I'm like... <laughs> How's your name? I'm just yeah. kidding. I've never asked that, but I just... Anyway. About close, yeah. Just yeah. so that we can keep going and it's not, like, awkwardly yeah. not doing anything. I feel like I've gotten better, though, with, like, the looking at the screen or, yeah. you know, just suddenly, like, very interested yeah. in what time it is or really thinking about the reading. Yes. You know? You, I'm you gotta great at that, but I'm gonna, like, take your... Oh, yeah. You gotta, you gotta do the ponder, the, the furrowed brow. <laughs> Y'all can't see it, but I'm, I'm doing it right now. You gotta be like, hmm. The head nod, that's another yeah. good technique. I, I notice I head nod a lot in class, and I think that's what gets me called on. Oh, really? Yeah, I need to They think stop. you're super engaged. Yeah. I, see, I am, but that doesn't mean I understand. <laughs> I, I found that during... Um, Zoom, I do that a lot. And I think it's because I see myself so often. It's kind of narcissistic, I guess. But I see myself so often that I'm like... Oh my, I look like I'm pissed. I'm pissed <laughs> off and I'm not. I'm just, I guess I just have RBF, but yeah. I like, so now I do the, the slight, the slight smile and the, the head nod every once in a while, even if I have no idea, just to, you know, let the professor know I'm, I'm paying attention. Yeah. It's, it's sad when it's, you know, we're all on mute and they tell a joke and yeah, people laugh. You just can't hear it kind of thing. It's sad. That, that is the saddest part. I'm sure that's really hard as a professor. Yeah. But you definitely have like the slight smile down. Yeah. I'm I, working on it. I, um, I was recently told that I, like, have an RBF sometimes when I'm on Zoom, and I've never, like, I'm such a smiley person, yeah. and not, like, I, I've just never been told that, so I was like, oh my god, do I? I look angry. I think, I don't know, I, I've never noticed it. I think it's when I'm, like, thinking yeah, and I'm processing. just listening. I just... Yeah, anyways, we're, it's a work in progress. Yeah, <laughs> it's a work in process. I saw, um, y'all, for, for any of our listeners who, who don't know me, one of my guilty quarantine pleasures is TikTok. Um, <laughs> and I will tell everybody that, and people are like, okay. Um, I also feel ancient on TikTok because they're all the cool Gen Z, the Zoomers, and I'm like, 
I, I don't understand that trend, but I appreciate you. But a TikTok I saw was this girl and she, she, what is it called? Contoured her face. So it looked like she was smiling when she like had a resting oh. face, but she like literally did like the smile lines. So like, and it when, wasn't creepy. It wasn't creepy, but like, I'm also not good at makeup at all. Like I just do concealer and like mascara and I call it a day. Yeah, we're getting off topic here, but... <laughs> I feel like, yeah, that's something that on Zoom I've realized where it's like, I look like I'm depressed. Like, yeah. I look like I'm so sad to be here. And then it's like, is this just me on Zoom because I forget that people are watching me? Or is this like all the time? Like, like you're I, in class. Yeah, like, like people, ha I'm surprised people haven't gone up to me and been like, are you okay? <laughs> like, I have, you always have someone to talk to kind of thing. You but, look, every time I, I've seen you on Zoom, I feel like you look pretty happy. That's, I try. Yeah, you're doing your job. <laughs> thanks, thanks. So I guess moving on to more of like the workplace specifically in terms of, you know, this issue, not just, you know, in business school, although it is still an issue that I've noticed. Um, but again, referencing this um, HBR article, so it was saying that, you know, house office housework is what often falls on the the women. And I always forget that y'all can't see me, but housework is in quotes, both in the article and I'm doing the air quotes right now. <laughs> but I, I thought it was interesting because like, I think obviously things like, like holiday party, I feel like, or like baby shower or whatever, I feel like that's stereotypically like a, again, quote unquote, woman's task. Um, but something that this article also mentioned was that, it could be a much larger set of tasks as well, such as like filling in for a colleague or um, serving on like a low ranking committee or taking on a routine work that doesn't require much skill or produce much impact. But it's something that I'm, I've realized too, where it's like, you know, there are those female, quote unquote, female oriented or female kind of stereotypical tasks such as those parties and stuff. But I think you have to remember it doesn't just stop there. And that's something, again, I'm a lot more aware of right now. And so I think that, you know, over the last couple months, having noticed things like that, I think moving into my career or looking back even on my career and thinking about those tasks, and there definitely are, I don't want to say like, don't do those committee tasks. So like for me, in my last company, I joined a committee that was like kind of our community service committee for like those young in their careers. And that actually, you know, impacted me a lot. And so I was in previously in marketing and now I'm kind of figuring it out and considering HOP, which is uh, Vanderbilt's version of HR, it stands for human and organizational performance. But through that committee role, I was able to kind of, you know, get a little bit of that experience and a little bit of that tasting of like what it means to work with people in the name of the company um, and lead people. And so I think that's something you also have to take into account. And it's always a juggling act, right? Where you're like, I don't want to be the woman who has to join the committee just because, but at the same time, it could lead to something where you're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that this is something I'm interested in, or this is something that I want to do or transition my career to. So I think, you know, it's really hard to say, but like, while it can be an issue of you being volunteered or voluntold to do something, I think you also have to keep an open mind and constantly ask yourself that question of how is it benefiting the company and how is it benefiting me? And do those two things align? And if not, kind of taking it from there and seeing like, 
what what that looks like, you know? Yeah, uh, I was just looking at the article and just like taking what you're saying like one step further, like according to this article specifically, it's talking about, okay, so like here's this trend that we've recognized, like why is it important to the workplace? And so if you think about it, like if a woman is focused on doing these planning activities that have no return on investment on a promotion, then they are not recognized as, you know, quote unquote, working hard towards their career track. Mm -hmm. So if we split up those tasks so that everyone in the company was working on it, or not everyone, but you know, is more diversified, then women would have an equal chance at achieving that promotion because her time wouldn't be so tied up with working on that task. Yeah. So I think that it seems like maybe a silly thing to bring up, like, oh, like having to plan this party or like being the secretary or taking the notes, like, it seems like a little thing, but at the end of the day, like, where you prioritize your time is what will eventually affect you moving forward in your career. So that that is honestly a really big deal. Yeah, and I think just, like, going a little off topic here, which is, I feel like, the MBA lady's way, um, <laughs> realizing now that my time is valuable, right? Like mm -hmm. I have gone to college, I used to have a career and now I'm taking a break to, you know, strengthen that career and strengthen the opportunities that I will have in the future. And it's like realizing like, oh, my time is valuable. And you might not put a number on it. Sometimes I'll like think to myself, like how much was I making in my old job, <laughs> which also makes me sad because I'm not making an income right now. <laughs> but like thinking like how much would I get paid, like breaking it down for this hour. And like, I feel like for me, that helps remind me of like, oh, I'm not that girl who's paid minimum wage in college working that, like, internship or whatever. While that was so fun, like, my time is worth more than that. Mm -hmm. And, like, thinking, too, like, what what do I want to do with my time, right? Whether that be saying yes to something or saying no to something. So saying yes to something that somebody's like, would you please volunteer for this? And it's doesn't impact me in any way or doesn't, you know, impact anybody else in any major way or whatever. I feel like, you know, you have to constantly remind yourself, whether you're a man or a woman, how valuable your time is, you know, and how, how spending that time, like, is just, I don't know, so important. Yeah, that really reminds me of a time that, so about a year ago, I was working as a nurse and I was on a run with my brother because um, we both lived in the same city and we were having a conversation and he was telling me about how he was really frustrated with a friend of his that he had set aside time to like consult with him on a certain question that his friend was asking about and his friend was like a little bit all over the place on the phone call so he was like talking to somebody else at his workplace and just not really giving my brother the time that he said he would so he was mm -hmm. just very distracted and uh, my brother was telling me that he was frustrated and he felt like this friend of his like wasn't valuing him and wasn't valuing his time and he very um eloquently said like his time was worth money yeah and at the time i was just like appalled i was like excuse me like <laughs> be kind like you don't know what's going on with his day like yeah i just had a very different outlook that I do today and not to say that I don't believe that yes you still need to be kind to people and you still need to put yourself in their shoes if I was in that situation today and my friend was kind of all over the place I don't think I would be too far off from actively saying like hey maybe now's not a great time like let's reschedule mm -hmm. and I think a year ago I wouldn't have said that I would have just mustered through the call and waited until they like gave me 
that attention and focus that that call deserved. And yeah. so I think, one, sorry, brother, for making me feel bad a year ago. Love you. Uh, and two, like, I just, I think that time is valuable and, and, you know, we only have so much of it in a day. And mm -hmm. I think it's important that not only do we respect it, but team members and colleagues that we work with respect that too. That's so true. I think, um, in like, yeah, like you said, just planning things and not to be like mean and be like, well, that phone call was worth I don't know, like $500 or something, depending on how long we talk, like, not in that way, but like being very mindful of both your own time as well as other people's, whether, like you said, it be just a phone call with a friend or like sitting down for a team meeting and having someone who's like 15 minutes late. And that could just be because they thought their time would be valuable elsewhere. Like right now at Vanderbilt, we're in the middle of like recruiting. So like sometimes people will come in late. And I think that's another thing too, is understanding like, okay, they thought their time would be more valuable over there. And it would be. And I think for me, like, I always say I'm the goody two shoes. I'm the girl who doesn't like to skip class. I never have. I'm the girl who follows the rules and things like that. And so it's so hard for me now to like, constantly remind myself my time, like how valuable my time is worth. And then, for example, through this recruiting process, say, okay, I'm going to skip this class because going to this info session or this interview or whatever is more valuable in the long run than attending this class for, you know, just an hour and a half. That's most of our classes are recorded now anyway, because of Zoom. So yeah. it's like reminding, constantly reminding myself that like, yes, the rule, quote unquote, is that you go to class and you're there on time. But like, you have to constantly ask yourself, like, is this worth my time? And what's more valuable and, and weigh those options. And it shouldn't just be a, an automatic, like, yes, this is what I should go to. It should be think about it and say, what's going to be more fruitful for me in the long run. Yeah, um, I, I I definitely agree. Uh, thinking about your time as a return on investment is, is definitely a new frame, but uh, for me specifically, um, and I, it sounds like for you as well, and yeah. I think uh, just last week I had the same experience. Like I, I had an interview that like cut into like the last 10 minutes of uh, one of our classes and I was like, I can't leave to be here. So it's just, it's very much like it's a new concept. For yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. We're, we've got important things to do. We're, right? We got things to do, places to be. Okay, so now getting back on topic, we got a little off topic there. Again, I feel like it's the MBA ladies way, but what, what, what would this podcast be without getting a little off topic? But I think, you know, moving forward, just like, again, something just to be aware of is being aware of your fellow classmates, whether you're a male or a female. And just, I think too, like we were saying in episode two, it's not it shouldn't fall on the woman to, to, um, be in charge, I should say, of, like, saying, like, okay, I've volunteered a million times, but I think it is important to still, you know, make that point and say, hopefully, maybe through this, even, it can, people can be a little bit more aware, so that, you know, obviously, women should be the one to present, and, you know, if we had the complete opposite problem, where it's, like, you know, you can't go up there and present, you suck at presenting, which sometimes I am. But like, it's just, you know, being aware of that. And it's, again, so much easier said than done to say, oh, we'll just have management take care of it. And, you know, have it split up evenly and stuff. It can, especially for these like small tasks that again, if 
for your career or for, you know, having a group project or something that don't necessarily translate into like major tasks or a major reward such as a promotion, I think it's really hard because it's not like you're on your Excel doc, right? Being like, well, Joe said this and Karen said this and now Joe said, you know what I mean? Like splitting yeah. it up. But I think it is important to be mindful and, you know, just let people know as a female what you're going through and also as a male, just be a little bit more aware of it. And so you can say, hey, wait a second. Like, I think, you know, Sally's presented for the last three times. How about I present this time? Or how about we switch off every other time or whatever? Just being a little bit more aware. And I think that's something, you know, in this podcast is super important is just, you know, having these conversations and like making people aware of things, you know, that like, that is not their fault at all for like not knowing or not realizing. Like for me, there are other topics where I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Thank you so much for telling me. Um, and so I think it's, you know, just important to, to have these conversations and be willing to say things so that, you know, people, people can see the, see the issue, understand it and begin to implement a way to change it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I think, I think we really want to, you know, put emphasis on the fact that, like, we're we're not blaming any of our classmates for, you know, seeing a trend this way. Like, mm -hmm. it's more of just us acknowledging that, one, we're experiencing it, and then, two, that we would just love to really encourage a change in the trend. And so I, I feel that I don't want any of my male classmates to listen and be like, oh, God, they're angry because they <laughs> presented this week. Like, that is not at all how I feel. It's more of I just I would love for those like secretary duties to be split more equally between yeah. men and women. And and sometimes like they are sometimes I'll, I'll like I'll get a Zoom link from like one of my male classmates and I'm like, heck, yeah, like, <laughs> except. happened I think once you yeah. know like it's pretty pretty rare and again I think for me like it's me sitting on being like I'm not gonna send it I'm not gonna send it and like <laughs> sitting in that awkward silence whether it be everybody sitting in the group right there and you're literally in awkward silence or it's like oh my gosh it's two days till this thing is due like yeah. nobody said anything but like just waiting for a second and saying like okay I'm just gonna give it a second and see see what happens and see who you know makes a move and you know, sometimes that can be me, and but I feel like I have to be a lot more aware because, again, I am that type A personality where I'm like, we have to get this done now. So it's me kind of letting letting loose a little bit, you know? Yeah, I can totally relate to that. Um, recently on an interview, they asked, like, oh, like, what's something you can work on? And I was like, oh, gosh, <laughs> darn, why do you have to ask this? And so I just uh, was really honest, and I was like, you know, sometimes I feel like I need to have my hands in everything mm -hmm. and that is not I don't think that makes you a great manager when you're micromanaging everyone I think you need to build trust with people you work with so that they can do their part and you can do yours and you all bring something together 100% so I definitely relate to you when you say like you know you gotta you gotta let other people do yeah. do the activities and do the task and so part of that is probably some of us just being trained to be the first one to say we'll do it so mm -hmm. we just we also have to take a step back yeah. and encourage others to do it a hundred percent we have to make those you know steps forward to you know make it more even for everybody yeah yeah there is one quote from this article that emily sent me that i think it, it just was really neat and i really liked it so i'm just gonna read it to you guys so even if your boss really really thinks you would be great at this new project 
check out the ROI or return on investment. You are the driver of your own career path and it's imperative that you keep your hands on the wheel. And with that, I just want to thank everyone for, for listening to us and please feel free to direct message us or email us. Emily, did you want to add anything? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there, Nora. Great quote to end on. Yeah, and again, thank you so much for listening. We are so excited and so thankful to have so much support, especially from the Owen community. It's been so awesome to see. And like Nora said, you can reach out to us on social media. We're MBA underscore ladies on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at mbaladiespodcast at gmail.com. And we'd be happy to hear for your comments or anything like that. And I know we've gotten some, again, people reach out to us and just tell us what they think. And, you know, it's great, again, to have those discussions and have those words of support and just all that stuff, just hearing from everybody. It's It's yeah. been fun. And it's, it's so great to hear that, you know, people people listen to us yeah. that's always nice it's nice to feel like you know especially in times of like what's going on right now and we're all kind of isolated a little bit like it's really nice to like feel like we're building a community for and sure that that has honestly been i think my favorite part 100 it's been it's been awesome so thank you guys so much all right we'll see you guys next week